The amazing review you are about to see is a matter of television record. You may believe it or not, but the real people who watched these episodes, they believe it. They know. They took that one step beyond. Welcome to C-Squared, Reviews Beyond the Speed of Light. I'm Christopher. And I'm Karma. And today we're talking about the television program, One Step Beyond. Originally called Alcoa Presents, One Step Beyond was a supernatural-themed anthology drama that aired on ABC from 1959 to 1961. It was created by Mervyn Gerard and hosted by John Newland, our guide to the world of the unknown. Cool. <laughs> Karma, you want to tell us a little bit about the concept of the show? It's kind of like Twilight Zone, Outer Limits meets In Search Of. I like that. Yes. Because, because yes. It, it feels like Twilight Zone episodes because there's always this weird little twist and there's ghosts and things like that. But all these stories are based on truth. Thus, yes. the opening, a matter of public record. <laughs> so. Yes. yes. Yes, it's, they collect, the writers of the shows collected all these examples of supernatural things that people had actually talked about. These aren't writers making up stories. Right. These are stories that were out there and not fictional stories, things that people actually believed happened to them or did happen to them. Right. And they've just turned it into sort of a half hour, what would you call it, like a... A it's doc, a drama. docudrama, or docudrama. it's a it's a drama, but it's it's not pure fiction. They're supposedly acting out something that actually happened to somebody. Right. Yeah. And most of them are ghost stories. So one yeah. one of my favorite ones is where there's a man and a woman, a husband and wife. They're kind of on the outs, I think, because he was an alcoholic, and they have a son, and she she's. He's asked her to come back to him, and she's like, let me think about it. I'm going to take my, our son for an outing. Well, they go to a cave. The cave caves in. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, the wife is showing up at the husband's door and says, hurry, hurry, Bobby's caught in the cave. And so he takes, he, he drives her. She's in the car with him, drives to the cave, and other people come, and they all, they all are able to get Bobby out of the cave. And then they find the mother's body. She died instantly. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I'm getting chills just thinking about yeah. it. It's... Uh, I love this show. Now, you had never heard of this show. No, no, I haven't. When I was a kid, uh, about 11 or 12, my mother bought me a book. This book, Fantastic Television by Gary Gerani, which covered all kinds of weird TV programs and really is responsible for getting me into this insane hobby. And there's a chapter in it on One Step Beyond. And I'd always found it kind of an intriguing description because the guy had descriptions of every episode. And the book today, it's not 100% accurate. This was written back in the days when people did the best research they could and published it. Not like today where everything you can imagine has 4 million websites about it. Right. But I always thought the show sounded really intriguing. 
And then once I found it, once we saw it. Yeah, what happens, it's on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. So we were like tooling around finding out what did we want to watch. We're like, hey, look, there's one step beyond. I'm like, what's that? And you told me about it. Oh, let's watch that. I can't remember if it popped up on our recommendations. Yeah, I can't remember. With an algorithm or if I searched for it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while because we've seen the entirety of season one. We've seen season one. It's I love this show. It's addictive. It is addictive. <laughs> I love this show because Karma made a couple of comparisons. Everybody knows The Twilight Zone. Everybody's seen The Twilight Zone a hundred times. Most people know Alfred Hitchcock Presents, but that's not really science fiction. It's kind of a crime drama show. Yeah. If you're a science fiction fan, you've probably seen The Outer Limits, which is a terrific science fiction show. Straight fiction, though. And lately, with the... Um, digital sub-channels popping up. There's even been a little bit of a revival of the uh, late 50s dr uh, anthology drama Thriller with Boris Karloff as the host. But it seems to me anyway, almost nobody has heard of or remembers One Step Beyond. I talked to a friend of mine at work who's very media savvy and he'd never heard of the show. I don't remember it ever being in reruns no. when I was a kid. But you watch it now and it's like, it's like a treasure you stumbled on in yes. Grandpa's attic yes. that you didn't ever know existed. But it's so, it's so well, fantastic. It works on different levels. I mean, the, the first level of this just good storytelling. Yes. I mean, it's well yes. written. Yes. It's well acted. It's intriguing because there's like the ghost stories. There's a story about a girl who like fi fire whenever she gets upset, things catch fire. Uh, there's another story of where there's like a spot on the wall and they think it's the dead wife coming back and all these different and the, the, the one I thought was kind of cool we saw were near the end of the season was this couple goes to India mm. and the husband sees this old man and instantly hates him and it turns out that he was born the day that the other guy had killed it was the, like old, the old man had murdered somebody yeah had murdered somebody because it was like a love triangle and apparently this guy from America was his reincarnation. Yeah, is he a reincarnation? Was he possessed by the guy's ghost when he got to India? What you, yeah. I really liked your description. It's like the Twilight Zone crossed with In Search, in search of. of. The fact that these are real stories of supernatural stuff that happened to people. Yeah. Well, as John Newland says at the beginning, you can believe it or not. Are, are there actual supernatural things that happen to people, or if you believe that they're all just coincidences, well, you know, that's up, that's up to you. Um, but the fact that these are real stories on some level, yeah, it gives you that extra little chill down your spine that you don't get. When, you're wa when you watch The Twilight Zone, you think, oh, that was really clever writing. Right, right. When you watch The Outer Limits, sometimes you're blown away by... The photography or the special effects or what a terrific script it is or the power of the opening opening and closing statements but with this you never you never find the twilight zone chilling it's more clever yeah i mean once in a while once in a while yeah you don't find the outer limits real chilling i mean sometimes you're like whoa that was cool but this yeah it's like you said you get this little chill, chill. watching this going Whoa. Whoa. And as Karma mentioned, the acting is great. Um, the and music is by Harry Lubin. It's the same theme that was later used as the main theme for The Outer Limits. 
but he actually used it on this show first. That's interesting. Yeah. And another really cool thing, because this show is so old, you get the you get to see actors that you totally know yes. before you knew them. Well, I made a little list here. Uh, it's delightful. It, it's it, this this of course is one of the great thrills of watching television from this older era, especially if you're a rerun junkie like both of us are, yeah. and you've seen a whole bunch of the shows from the 60s, and you know that the same character actors turned up over and over again in the roles. Well, here you get to see them a little bit earlier, and sometimes it's just interesting acting from yeah. them. Yeah. And other times you just have to laugh. Save it for last. Okay. Save it for last. But here, here's a little list I made. You see uh, Skip Holmeyer, who is Dr. Severin, the leader of the Space Hippies, on um, oh, the, right. the, yeah. the, the classic Trek episode, is um, in the first episode, actually, he's the guy, his wife, they just got married, and his wife is possessed by... Oh, right, yeah. It turns out later, she suddenly starts talking in a southern accent, and he can't figure out what's going on, yeah. and she doesn't know who he is, and yeah. they just got married... And it later turns out that she, was like, she leads him to the site so, where another woman was murdered, and it's like she was possessed by the murdered woman's Right, in order to right to avenge, a wrong. To avenge the murder. Uh, Warren Stevens, who's the doctor in Forbidden Planet, and then he's also the, the leader of the aliens in that uh, classic Trek episode where they like turn everybody into little cubes. Oh, right, yes. Yes, what, what does he play? He was... Um, Oh, he was the one in the one you were just talking about. He was the tourist in India. That's right. He's the guy who got possessed. And, right. and of course, half the fun of this is you're watching and you're like, where do I know that guy? I know I know that guy. Who is he? So um, IMDb a lot. <laughs> she does it on IMDb. I like to just sit there until I can figure out who it is. And I half the time I can't figure it out. Often I do figure out. I'll go, look who it is. And you're like, who? Who? And I'm like, oh, it's that guy from that episode of Star Trek. <laughs> and, and then other times, you, you know instantly, like the one uh, you were just talking about, the girl who um, who starts fires with her mind. Yeah. Her dad is the chief. Oh, right. Yeah, from Ed, Get Smart. From Get Smart. Ed, Ed Platt. <laughs> there was the one with Clor Cloris Leachman. Where she's That's the right. uh, the photographer in Paris. Yes. And the um, and the, so the, the guy the, the guy keep the, this strange guy just keeps appearing in her apartment and she doesn't yeah. know how he's getting in or anything. Yeah, and it turns out that he he was like a murderer or something or he had been murdered. But he's like a and, ghost. Yeah, and he, I think he murdered his wife and then killed himself or something like yeah. that. And it happened in that apartment that she was. But raising. as you said. Cloris Leachman is so young. And, and she's actually, like, really attractive. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you don't think, you think, you know, Nurse Ratchet from <laughs> High Anxiety, you know? Uh, um, my favorite episode, you've mentioned a couple of the episodes that really gave you a chill. My favorite episode has Patrick McNee, John Steed from The Avengers, as the husband who has just gotten married. And as a honeymoon surprise for his wife, he's bought them tickets on the Titanic. And she goes nuts and refuses to go, oh, and right. she's fighting yeah. against it. No, 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 because she's having all these nightmares about drowning in freezing water. Right. Um, and he gets all mad at her, and it's like, look, I spent all this money, and don't you want to go on this honeymoon, and don't you love me? And eventually, I forget how it is, they end up not going. Yeah. Because she's just so freaked out about it. Yeah. And then, of course, they get the newspaper the next day. Right. About the Titanic. And, and that, there was another one with a, a girl who, as a young girl, was terrified of dancing in this one room of her house. Because she was convinced yes. the chandelier was going to drop on her. Right. And what happens, 
is she, that never happens to her. It happens to her granddaughter. But the many granddaughter, years later. Many yeah, years yeah. later. Yeah. It's like she's there when she's, she sees it happen. I mean, the, do- the granddaughter survives, but it was like she was so prescient. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two more we had. We just recently saw the one with Ross Martin. Yes. Uh, Artemis Gordon from the Wild Wild West is uh, a man who's accused of murdering his wife, and then he has a little brush with the supernatural. He something, sees something weird in his mirror that causes him to flip out. To completely flip out. And, of course, the one that we both oh, just yeah. love. You <laughs> bust a gut when you see him. There's one with Werner Klemperer, Colonel Klink himself, <laughs> as, what else? A, a Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> A Nazi official. No, I mean not just I mean not just any Nazi. He's a Nazi who's been like best friends with the Fuhrer, and now he wants to carry the Fuhrer's dream into the future. And this this U-boat is the only ba- last bastion of yeah, it's, the it's, Third it's, Reich. It, it, it's after it's after Germany has basically fallen, and he he's getting on the U-boat to sail to Argentina because he's going to keep the, the Nazi the dream Third Reich alive. And, <laughs> and he. Um, and there starts being all these weird noises yes. on a submarine. and uh, Like a he, wrench. A, a knocking noise. And he gets all freaked out, and they can't figure out what it is. And I mean, I, I eventually, I think they... They find a skeleton inside. Well, you're giving it all away. Sorry. It's, okay, well, you've started now. now you spoiler! Need spoiler! <laughs> what is it? 80-year-old spoiler. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's still... I mean, because they... they it's not revealed in the story. It's in the No, act- that's right. It's at the end. Yeah, at the John end, Newland comes back to wrap says, it up. And by says, by the way... By the way, you may not believe what you've just seen, but when they opened the hull, they found the skeleton holding a wrench. Yeah. And, and, and he suggests that perhaps the person had, who had died had been a Jewish slave person who yeah. was forced to make the U-boat yeah. and therefore was getting back at the third rank. Oh, and the way he gets back at him is, is after all this pounding, I, what the the Allied ship like picks them up on they give, they, or something. Yeah, they surrender. They surrender because they can't get away. Another good one that was Ocean is that there's a guy on a ship who's there to investigate the captain because the captain hasn't been getting oh, as yeah, good yeah. Um, shipments or something, and the captain wakes up from the nap and the ship is going the wrong direction. And they can't figure out how this is happening because, no, I said it should go, th- there's like a chalkboard they have to write on. And, and no one can find who's changing the directions. Right. So then they decide, we're going to look for the person with the chalk in their pocket. Well, no one has chalk in their pocket. And then they find what they think is a stowaway. And he's drenched in water. So they tie him up downstairs in the, well, in the, in the hold. hold yeah. And... At this point, they're like near an iceberg, and that's when they see a raft floating, and they bring the people aboard, and the last person they bring aboard is a guy who had died, and it's the guy that's in the hold. So they run to the hold, and there's nobody there. As as we tell it, it sounds like a really hokey show. I'm sure there are hip, young, happening people today that would roll their eyes and say, Oh, it's it's so I then they'd be all ironic about it, but all I can say is it's a very well done program. Yeah, and and sometimes we'll we'll watch like three episodes back and back. Just, just another one. It just, another it just just causes you to to tingle. I am going to make a very strange comparison that probably only a very small limited number of people in the audience will will get my analogy, but it's 
if you were a comic book reader of a certain age, as uh, I am, <laughs> you grew up and you read all the stuff that DC published, Superman and Batman, and all the war books, and all the, the cowboy books, and whatever. And then you read everything by Marvel, and you read Spider-Man and the Avengers, and everything they were putting out. And you're used to both of these, and they're fine. And then you stumble on Charlton Comics, which is no longer existed. Charlton went out of business in 1986. But the people who are of, of the same age as me will know what I'm talking about. The art wasn't quite the same as in DC or Marvel. Not quite as polished. The stories were just a little off. And you read these comics and they were just a little weird. And it had this oddball attraction because it's not the regular mainstream stuff. It isn't Twilight Zone. It isn't Alfred Hitchcock. It isn't The Outer Limits. It's just that extra little bit creepy. Yeah. It's really kind of creepy and fun. What a great show. Yeah, it's, it's a... Pl and if you've got Amazon Prime, you've got access to it for free. Yep. So... Look it up. Look it Check up. Check it out. And it might be elsewhere, too. I just... I have, that's No, I've, I've checked around. It's not on Netflix. It's oh. not on Hulu. Uh, but Amazon Prime does have it. And I don't think they have every episode. But they have a lot of the episodes. Yeah. And it's not on DVD. No, it's they, not. They released, they released a DVD of, like, selected episodes some years ago, but they haven't put the whole series out on DVD. So, yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, give it a look, see what you think of the episodes, and see if you don't enjoy it. Yeah, then come back and comment below. Uh, yes, as much as, see if you don't enjoy it as much as we do. <laughs> so, how many planets? I'd say five. Don't we only go up to four? Okay, four. <laughs> I'd give it four. Yeah, maximum planets. I'd give, I, I, I give it maximum planets just for the charm, the thrill of discovering something so old that you didn't know existed, the quality of the production that you can still admire all these yeah. years later. And even the film quality is the still good. The film quality is, is still good. And just the eeriness of it. Yeah. We hope you enjoy it. Yes. That's it for now. <laughs> Joe. The amazing drama you're about to see is a matter of human record. You may believe it or not, but the real people who lived this story, they believe it. They know. They took that one step beyond.